Practicing Imperfection podcast. I'm so happy to have you all here joining me. If you join me for the first episode, you know that these next several episodes are really going to dive deep into the purpose and vision and values behind the work that I do as a career and mindfulness coach and a culture consultant for startups, nonprofits, and small businesses. Part of the reason that I wanted to share these things with you all is is because a lot of the things that I view as my values and the reason that I show up to do the work that I do are things that I think a lot of other people feel strongly about as well. And I think it's important to put words and a voice to some of these beliefs so that some of you out there who maybe feel the same way don't feel so alone in your life, in your work, in whatever it is that you're doing. So today we are diving into a conversation all about my long held but recently clarified purpose and vision for my life. I hope this episode will help you get to know me a little bit better and help you rethink what it means to be on a mission in this world. As always, thank you for being here. Before we get started in our session today, I wanna invite you to pause wherever you are. Now, if you're driving a car or maybe you're out for a walk or for a run or exercising, that's okay. All I need you to do here is just take a breath. Take a moment to be present. I know that often when we're listening to podcasts, we are doing something else, right? Maybe we're cleaning or running or walking or doing a number of things. But I want to encourage you, no matter what it is that you're doing, in addition to listening to this right now, that you make a point to be present throughout this podcast as much as humanly possible. So let's dive in. I have a couple words I'm going to read off for you. Purpose, mission, vision, ideal life, dream job. How do these words make you feel? While I've always been mission-driven, Creating this sort of thing for my own life, this idea of creating a purpose, a mission, vision, values, all of that for my own life and work has been an interesting and liberating process for me. Over the past few months, I've gone all in and that's what has brought me here. It's what brought me to this podcast, to this episode and to what I believe to be one of the core drivers to how I work, live, and most importantly, lead, which is the belief that imperfect people change the world. So imperfect people change the world. This is a belief that I hold very closely to my heart. It's something that I've just recently been able to put words to. It's also something that I'm going to talk about in two parts on this podcast. So today is part one, talking all about the belief of imperfect people change the world as a belief that is counter to cancel culture and a belief that helps us to minimize minimize this 
idolization that we often have of figures that we believe to be larger than life and that how that idolization can lead us to feelings of betrayal when someone doesn't end up being as perfect as we hope they'll be. <laughs> so this story and this belief for me has been ingrained as long as I can remember, but going back about a decade, 10 years ago, I was in a heated discussion um, all about Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> he is a man and figure I have not only respected deeply for most of my life, but have idolized at times. And during this discussion, I was you know, laying out all of the many things that he had done, he'd risked um, for civil rights in this country. And when I got done, the person that I was talking to said, yeah, but like you pretend he's this perfect person. I mean, he did bad things. He cheated on his wife and, you know, there were other morally questionable things that he did. Now, this is a loose quote. It's been a while since I've had this conversation, but this comment jarred me. It infuriated me, but it also stumped me. It stumped me because I had this person who we've all learned quite a bit about, I hope, up on a pedestal of perfection. In my mind, he was someone to idolize and emulate, but my 20-year-old self didn't know what to do with that information that I had just been presented with for the, honestly, for the first time. And this comment infuriated me because for this, and it infuriated me for the same reason that cancel culture infuriates me, which is because it implies that we are willing to completely <laughs> negate years of sacrifice and work and years of impact then and now of someone because someone was human, because they were imperfect, because they made mistakes alongside doing great things, or sometimes in order to do great things, maybe not this situation, but you know what I mean. And so it shook me. And I didn't really have the words yet to describe that feeling and the why behind it. Fast forward a couple of years, I read Nelson Mandela's autobiography. Side note, if you have not read this, it is a very long book, but very, very, very worth the time and investment. <laughs> but in reading this in this book, I was yet again put in a situation of observing this larger than life incredibly influential, brave, powerful figure being re-explained to me in his own words, no less, as being mere mortal, as being a man, a human, and one who was at times selfish, made mistakes, hurt people. And again, I was faced with another hero of mine who turned out to just be a human being. And this time I started to shift my perspective and learn to appreciate those vulnerabilities for the power that it had. Um, you know, we've, we've talked, I'm sure you've heard a lot about vulnerability, particularly in the last several years. Um, my, one of my other human idols, 
Brene Brown talks a lot about the power of vulnerability. But one thing we don't always talk about when it comes to vulnerability is the concept that in being vulnerable, it also makes you human. And many of us are not ready to accept that part of the people that we really admire. We're not ready to accept the humanness that they bring, particularly a historical figure who we've never met, right? We've only learned about. Anyway, after this experience, we fast forward again to a few years later when I watched Hillary Clinton get reduced to rubble over and over and over again. Now, agree or disagree with her, her politics, her decisions, her life, whatever, love her or hate her, I, I don't really care. The point of it, what, though, is that I was infuriated by how people con consistently ignored and belittled any accomplishment that this woman had ever had, any impact that she ever had because of things that she did were, that were imperfect, because of things that she said or had done 30 years prior and that didn't age well. And I get it, you know, I understand where people are coming from. But for me, this was the last straw because I was tired of seeing people diminished to only their imperfections, not given a chance to correct those issues and then canceled or treated poorly because they believed that in order to make a positive impact on the world, you have to be perfect and you have to continue to be perfect for the rest of your life or it doesn't count. Now, a brief caveat here to say that I believe in accountability. I believe in calling out inequality and inequity and inappropriate behaviors. But I also believe that if you're unwilling to give that person, company, et cetera, the space to improve, grow, and make right, if you're not willing to stand alongside them and show them the way, then I'm not super interested in that opinion, right? And I understand. I fully understand the need to not place the burden or the mistakes of white people on the shoulders of people of color and then ask them to teach us about it, right? Inappropriate. I also understand the need to not place the burden of teaching men how to treat women solely on the shoulders of women. However, I also know that sometimes if we want things to be done and we want them to be done in a certain way, we have to be clear on our expectations and then stick around to provide and support, provide support and feedback. I'll also say that I don't know what the right number of chances is to give someone to grow. I don't know exactly where the line is between evil and just messy human. This is a statement of my own beliefs about life and leadership, but I know at best these beliefs are incomplete and imperfect, just as I am incomplete and imperfect as a person. I hope that you as the listener can come into this conversation assuming best intent. I'm hoping that you can show up with curiosity and take my beliefs for what they are. Because at the end of the day, we're all here to grow and learn. We're all imperfect and expecting anyone or anything to be imperfect is just going to set us all up for disappointment and honestly, disillusionment. <laughs> 
So coming back to this conversation about cancel culture, about this idea that imperfect people change the world, I really wanted to share this part of my belief, this, I, this real tension that I have with cancel culture, because I hope that this conversation sparks some curiosity for you. I hope that you can walk away from today and everything you've listened to thinking about the ways that you've canceled people or participated in cancel culture or the ways that you've respected them less when you've found out their imperfections. I hope that in that curiosity, you can ask yourself, does this mistake negate the impact that was made? And you can still choose to set your boundaries. You can still choose to not have, you know, if it's someone you know, you can choose separation. If it's someone that's more of like a figure, you know, you can choose to disagree. All of those things are still allowed. But I want you to take some time to really practice compassion and empathy. One of the ways that I work to combat cancel culture, because believe me, I was all in. I was all in on cancel culture for years, right? I didn't always realize it's what I was doing, but there are so many people who've made very public and honestly pretty heinous mistakes. And I have been all in on washing my hands of them and never wanting to see the other side or hear the rest of the story. And this is really easy to do because oftentimes we really need to be able to identify good versus evil, right? We need that categorization in our lives as humans. But when you have personal experiences where you yourself or people in your life make mistakes that can lead to a sort of cancel culture situation, it really changes your perspective. And so when I ask you to practice empathy, what I mean is think about the next time something hits the news about someone doing something really terrible or inappropriate or whatever it is, I want you to start to frame things in your mind more around accountability than around canceling. And to do that, one of the ways to do that is to think, what if that was my mom? What if that was my brother? What if that was my, insert someone that's close to you, right? Because I imagine if that person was someone close to you, you would know that that wasn't the whole story, right? Or that that's not the entire description of who they are as a person. That doesn't mean they didn't do something wrong. That doesn't mean they don't need to be held accountable for that. But if we really truly believe in restoration and regeneration, you know, I'm a firm believer in restorative justice. I am also a firm believer in prison abolition. This is not a place we're going to have an argument about that, but I believe that we have to give people the opportunity to make mistakes right. Because otherwise, what is the point? Truly. So this belief that I hold of imperfect people change the world, there are a lot of different facets to this. One of them is this idea that when we go and cancel people, when we write people's you know, worth off because of mistakes that were made, we're inherently not believing 
that imperfect people change the world. And the other piece of the imperfect people change the world is that it's two-sided, right? <clears throat> the one side is people who change the world are most likely imperfect people. And we can't put them on a pedestal and we can't assume certain that they've done everything in their entire lives right. The other side of that is embracing this idea so that you can believe that you, as an imperfect person, can change the world. See how that works there? <laughs> how those two things go together. When you practice recognizing that humans are humans and they're going to make mistakes no matter how much good they do for the world, it gives, it inadvertently gives you permission to make big change in the world as well. It also gives you permission to mess up and make mistakes and do things wrong. So I hope that after today's episode, you can start to challenge yourself as you walk through life with judgment and superiority, because we all have those tendencies inside of us, myself included in many, many, many ways. I hope you also walk away with a tiny but loud thought <laughs> that if imperfect, if imperfect people can change the world, then what's holding you back? If you're imperfect, which we all are, then you are in perfect company. You're in perfect company as you make moves towards pursuing your purpose in the world, making your mark on the world. This human community needs the exact kind of imperfection you're here to offer. And so I hope that you'll embrace that. That's all for today, y'all. Just a short thought from me on what the belief of imperfect people changing the world means to me. I'll be back next week with part two to this conversation, which is all about Imperfect people change the world and the core belief around that, that you have permission to change your mind. This one's really important to me. I can't wait to talk about it with you all next week. Again, please leave comments, ratings, thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think about this episode. I know that it might be a little touchy for some people and, or for all people, right? It is a touchy subject and just know that, you know, I am human, I am imperfect, and I really hope that you approach this conversation with curiosity rather than judgment. There's so much that many of you don't know about me, and I know that in this conversation, it might be easy to make assumptions. I invite you to ask questions rather than make comments, right? and see how that works for you. In the meantime, practice walking through the world with a little bit more curiosity and a better understanding that we're all in this imperfect world together. Until next week, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, imperfect human experience. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.